0: Hey, everybody. So this is really fun. We are here to talk about the latest Pixar film. We're talking about Cars 3. This is going to be a spoiler podcast, spoiler analysis. We're going to be talking about uh, the details uh, of the film. And my friend AJ is here. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Sure. Well, hi, everybody. First of all, I'm AJ, like Rachel said. Um, Let's see. I am a writer for rotoscopers.com. That's kind of my animation cray, I guess you could say. (laughs) And then I also write over at my own blog, which is called The Vintage Vestibule. And over there, I write about live action film and whatever else strikes my fancy (laughs) at any given time. So,
0: that's awesome. Uh, Yeah, we we both write for rotoscopers and uh, we both uh, love films and animation in particular. And uh, so... This uh, this is a lot of fun. This is the first time we've been able to do a podcast together for quite some time. So, looking forward to it and uh, talking about Cars Three. <laughs> okay. Who never thought we'd have three Cars movies? I know. <laughs> um, so let's uh, before we start talking about Cars Three, let's talk about Cars and Cars Two, and uh, our sort of thoughts on those films. Uh, and I was able to rewatch them this week. And I have a, my review of both Cars 1 and Cars 2 will post tomorrow for Family Movie Night. So everybody can look forward to that, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so I'm curious, for what are your thoughts about the first Cars movie? Let's talk about that one first.
1: Well, I love the first Cars movie. I'll just say that up price. Mm-hmm. I'll give it four and a half stars. I think it's almost perfect. Mm-hmm. It it sounds kind of weird to say about a cars movie. I actually think the racing action kind of slows things down in that in that one for me. For mm-hmm. me, that's the most interest the least interesting part of that first movie. But which will be interesting when we get to Cars Three because that's all racing stuff. Right. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, but I really just love the warm feeling of that one and like the the Americana that's that the movie is steeped in and all the Route sixty six stuff and the car culture. And all that kind of stuff. And I think that's why I love it so much.
0: Yeah. I love that part about it too. I love the idea of sort of thinking about the Americana that we've lost. And, uh, and, you know, Main Street USA and how that's gone. And uh, so it has a huge heart to the film uh, that I think works really well. And I, I enjoy it. I enjoy watching it. I, it, it especially feels like the kind of movie you can put on on, like, Thanksgiving. I think I actually recommended it in my uh, movies to watch on Thanksgiving last year. Because it just has, it's sort of a, a there's just an old-fashioned, almost Norman Rockwell feel to the Cars movie, in in my opinion.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I kind of like how it feels different than a lot of other Pixar movies. Because you associate Pixar with, like, big, bold, I don't know. I don't want to hmm. say, like, big, bold Moves and actions, like really innovative stuff. Where mm-hmm. just kind of feels warm and just comfortable, almost mm-hmm. like movie comfort food, which is why it's good to watch on Thanksgiving, like you were saying. Yeah. It's just. Exactly.
0: And it is good for, for kids to sort of have these conversations and talk about the, the things that we have lost and the things that we've gained. You know, we have that conversation. And I think that the voice work is, is great in this first Cars movie. I think that it is beautiful. This the scenes where they're where they're driving when uh, Sally and Lightning go on a date. I think is is really good. That's probably my favorite section. Yeah. Uh, the uh, and and the soundtrack is so good. We're gonna talk about that with all three of these films. But one of the things that the Cars movies became kind of famous for is the great soundtracks, and they have lots of cool covers from different artists. And in this one, you have. Beautiful segment uh, and a song by James Taylor uh, that yeah. I loved, that I love, and showing sort of the K of small town America, and uh uh it's it's really, really good sequence.
1: Yeah, that's probably my favorite song from the movie, to be honest, mm-hmm. and then that's closely followed by Real Gone by Sheryl Crow, the mm-hmm. opening song.
0: I also love Life is a Highway from Rascal oh, yeah. Flats. That's so catchy. Very, very catchy song. So it, 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 it works. I, I think on a rewatch for me, the only thing is I do feel like it, it does sometimes feel a little bit too languid for me. It, it, it just, sometimes I do find myself getting a little bored, uh, with it. But I just feel like it could be a little bit tighter, you know, <laughs> uh, and I, I find myself kind of getting a little sleepy in certain sections, but, I I really do enjoy the film. I I like it a lot. I like all the Pixar movies. I Maybe that makes me a fanboy, but I I recognize flaws, but I genuinely don't think they made a horrible movie. Yeah, personally.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that pretty much. I don't know. Yeah. I don't dislike any of the Cars movies, I will say that. Okay. The only Pixar movie that's kind of hard for me to watch is Brave. That one's kind of hard for me to get into.
0: But. It's my least favorite as well, actually. Surprisingly, uh, I I don't hate it, but I think that it, it at least at least the cars movies they tell the story they're setting out to tell. Yeah, like Cars Two is trying to be a a, a spy movie with cars, and that's what it is. Yeah. Whereas Brave, I feel like it fails in telling the story that it's setting out to tell. And that's my biggest flaw with Brave. You know, yeah. it sets it sets up the first fifteen minutes. It's like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be this great like there's gonna be sword fighting, it's gonna be a great adventure, it's gonna be Princess Bride all over again. And then it's just like they turn into bears. So uh so yeah, I, I mean I don't hate it, but but it's my least favorite also, so that's interesting. So let's talk about cars too. So that's the one that most people I would say don't like, or is at the bottom of most people's rankings. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I would be at the bottom of my ranking, but I don't hate it with the burning passion that a lot of other people
0: seem to hate it. Right. Okay. Fair enough. And you know, I, so I watched it again, and one of the it's 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 a flawed film, <laughs> but I don't mind watching it. I think that there's fun to be had in it. I think, uh, particularly the opening action scene with Finn, uh, you know, it's kind of spying on. On these cars. I think it's is enjoyable. I like it. And I love the animation. When uh, you see like the different cities. And the cityscapes. You see all the lights in Tokyo. Uh, it looks gorgeous. And I like the racing sequences genuinely. I think the only part that I don't like. Is that I think that you do get too much mater. It does get a little tiresome after a while. And oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't And And the, and the plot. The, the The plot of the villain. It's very convoluted. Uh, but I still think there's enjoyment to be had.
1: Yeah, definitely. And my big problem with the movie, I think the, the primary reason why I don't enjoy it, enjoy it is the same as yours. I think there's too much Mater in it for me.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, I
1: think Larry the Cable Guy is not a comedian that's for everybody. Right. Definitely not. And <laughs> I think if he's not for you, it's very easy. I, I get tired of his stick very quickly. Right. And a movie where he's the main character is not for me, <laughs> and so. But I like a lot of the things that you mentioned too. Like I like the action sequences; I think they're really well done, and the racing sequences. I mm. love seeing Bruce Campbell in his cameo as the American secret agent. <laughs> Anything that he's in is okay with me. <laughs> That's, That's true. And then, and then Michael Caine is really good, and then. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see this one recently, so I'm kind of fuzzy on this one, unfortunately. Oh, okay. But. Yeah, uh,
0: well, we don't have to talk about it anymore, but I, I, I think there is enjoyment. I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. I, I think yeah. because Pixar is so great, people are especially hard on it, but I've seen way worse animated films <laughs> in, yeah. In yeah. my opinion, Uh that like I, I don't know. I think personally, well, never mind. I'm not even going to get into that. But I've seen way worse animated films. Let's just let's just put it that way than Cars yeah. three, Cars two. So okay, so let's get into Cars three. So what was your overall response to this entry in the series?
1: I thought it was a good, solid movie. Like I didn't. <laughs> I, that's kind of the, the my standard phrase that I use for when I like a movie fine. (laughs) Uh, I think it was good. I would say that on Twitter a lot, but um, I just thought (laughs) it was good. Like Cars 1 is still my favorite Cars movie, I will say that, but I liked Cars 3. I liked how it was different from the first two films and yet kind of the same as the first movie. It kind of took some of the themes from the first movie and kind of looked at them in a different way And kind of put them in the context of a different kind of movie. I guess. Okay. But, and I love, yeah, the way it looked and everything. But we'll get more into the details.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it definitely, like, got into some of the sort of pacing and heart and feeling of the first film while sort of, making it its its own thing. And that's one of the cool things about Pixar is they don't want to be a studio that just makes a sequel. You know, like I remember when I, when the hangover movies came out, I hadn't seen, but they were like, hangover two is exactly like hangover one. It's just in a different city. Yeah. Right. And a lot of sequels do that. You know, it's just like it's the exact same story, uh, but it's just in a different city or different, you know, one's minor difference. And that's not what Pixar does. Every single one of their sequels is not only com- like completely different story, but it's in a completely different genre of films. <laughs> yeah. So like your first toy story is a buddy movie. This, the second one is a, uh, like a search and rescue adventure. The yeah. third one is a prison escape movie. So, and then monsters in monsters, Inc, you have your, uh, you have your, you know, your first movie, uh, and then the second one you've got a, uh, you've got a college kind of movie. And you can do that with all of them. Uh, maybe Finding Dory a little bit less so, that's the only one maybe I could kind of say that they're, they're a little more similar sort of genres. But, uh, that's just one of the things they do really well. And I like that. It makes it unpredictable. You don't know where you're gonna get. Yeah. And so with this one, you know, you have your your nostalgic, your uh Main Street USA first film, then second film, you have your spy movie, third film, you have your sports movie, which is yeah, really definitely. interesting.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say because when you first look at Cars 3 at least on the trailers, you kind of think, "Oh, this looks really similar to Car- the first Cars movie." In the kind of story, like, at least I thought so. After I saw the second trailer, that was like the more considerably lighter trailer, mm-hmm. I kind of thought, oh, this kind of looks similar. But they're kind of two different genres of movies, like you said. Cars 1 is kind of interesting because it's a coming-of-age movie where the character's yeah. not a kid. He's a, a he's kind of a young guy. Yeah, he's a car, but he's coming-of-age. That's true. Kind of a dramedy. And then, like you said... It's kind of weird to think of Cars 3 as the first sports movie in the franchise when all three of them feature racing.
0: Yeah, that's true. It is kind of weird. I mean, they all have have racing in them, but it's the first one where where you had sort of those beats of a sports movie.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, with the underdog kind of beats and and uh, the the sort of the villain team, the 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 foe the the rivalry i guess you might say a uh, team that you have in sports movies a lot of those elements are there here so so yeah i actually i really enjoyed cars three i thought that it was a solid solid animated film i i as you as you as you put it <laughs> um I, I thought the animation was great. I thought that the characters were really charming. I, the, the recent sequences were great. I, I thought it was an enjoyable... I like sports movies, and so I was cheering. By the end, it was a lot of fun. The only real downsides to me about it is I did feel, again, that a couple parts in the middle, what we're going to talk about them, got a little little boring for me. and uh, So there were some pacing problems. But overall, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I kind of had the same issue, like my only downside with it is I felt like the first half of the movie was good, but I Mm -hmm. didn't really feel like it kind of knew where it was going for a little while. Mm -hmm. I don't know, to me. Like it felt like a lot of really good scenes, but they weren't really clicking together as a story for me.
2: Okay.
1: And then, then the second half when they, when they go into like the Great Smoky Mountains, like the South, looking for for, for or,
2: Smokey.
1: <laughs> yes, for Smokey. That's when the movie finally started to like really come together for yeah. me. And then, and yeah, then I, think-
0: I kind of agree. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But okay, so. Uh, now we're going to, if anybody's watching and you don't want spoilers, now we're really going to get into the nitty-gritty uh, of the plot. So uh, if you want to stop watching, <laughs> uh, then, then you can. But, but it starts out with this opening scene where you get to see how, you, it's a sort of a montage in a way, where you get to see how Lightning's doing on the circuit, right? And he, he's, he's doing really, really well. But then all of a sudden there's this new car, uh, Jackson Storm. And uh, he's this really fast racer, this new car, and uh, and there is this uh, amazing race sequence that we've seen in the trailers where there's this crash. Uh, but what do you think of all of that, of kind of that sort of setup?
1: Well, for a little while on Twitter before the movie came out, I was kind of saying, oh, this looks a lot like Rocky to me, like Rocky mm-hmm. 3 or Rocky 4. And this is kind of the first, this first part was the part where I kind of really saw that a yeah. lot. Like, like there's a sequence at the beginning of Rocky 3 where Rocky has just won the championship and you see him do like winning all these fights in this opening montage. See, I have the tiger montage. You see him winning all these fights and doing like credit card commercials and all these endorsements and stuff. And I was like, hey, it's the same thing <laughs> as Rocky 3 <III laughs> at the beginning of this one. Yeah no that, it's
0: exactly it's really similar it's kind of funny <laughs> You're like, yeah. okay there we go uh, and, yeah
1: and then but, jackson storm oh sorry oh go and then, ahead and jackson storm reminds me a lot of his opponent in rocky 4 drago the big russian guy that yeah. he trained and stuff like that like whenever they show him training it kind of reminds me of that in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. It was pretty funny. They definitely were looking at, at those films. There's no way they weren't. And uh, But man, that crash, It like I thought, oh, it's not going to be as impactful because we've already seen part of it in the trailer. At least to me, it was jaw-dropping. It was so, like, I don't know. I thought it was amazing.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really well done and really intense in the way that they did it. Mm-hmm. It's like... And I like how they juxtapose the way that Lightning and the other racers, like, communicate with each other, as opposed to the way that Lightning and Jackson communicate with each other. Like mm-hmm. with the other racers. It's kind of a friendly rivalry between the two, like they act like they're, like they poke fun at each other a lot, they tease each other and mock each other, but you can tell that it's all in fine, that there's like a mutual respect. Yeah. And Jackson Storm acts like there's a mutual, that there's a respect between him and Lightning. But you can tell just by the way that he talks and by the look on his face, you he's can tell of,
0: he's kind of patronizing. Yeah, to lightning, and, and uh, so he like says says the right thing, but in sort of a patronizing kind of way. Exactly. Um, so uh, the uh, and I don't know. What do you think of this whole idea of this sort of theme of of lightning getting older? as sort of the, it seems, and on one hand, it seems like this is such a weird message for a kid's movie to have, be about aging and getting older and stuff. but, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. What did you think of that?
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Hmm, this is like, I didn't think of it as in a context of, a, I wonder how the kids around me are reacting to this. Cause there are a lot, there are a lot of kids when I went to see it this afternoon. Sure. obviously. But anyway, that's kind of off topic, but, <laughs> but, um, I was kind of thinking of it in terms of, wow, this is a plot that's probably gonna get a lot more relevant to me the more the older I get. (laughs) You know.
0: Yeah. And I do think that it's actually a good thing. I'm glad they did it because I, I think that too often our culture now is very dismissive to senior citizens, to people that are getting older. We have this weird ageism kind of thing sometimes going on. And so I think it's actually like positive in a way that maybe after they watch this, like parents can, it, you know, it sounds weird. How could a car movie help you know, facilitate these kinds of discussions? But I think that it actually could. And so I, I thought it was a positive thing, a positive message and a positive uh, thing that they they did that for the plot.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I kind of like speaking of what you were saying about older people and the way that they're treated, I kind of like how, and we'll get to this later, because it happens later is where uh-huh. it really comes up. Is the idea that the secret to staying relevant is to look back at your roots and look back at the people who inspired you.
2: Yeah,
0: that's very but true.
1: But like I said, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, a lot more later.
0: Well, and <laughs> also the idea that that we think that technology can give us all the answers when in reality sometimes it's it's actually looking back and talking yeah. to people that have had that life experience where the answers really are.
1: Yeah, definitely. Mm
0: -hmm. So, all right. Uh, So they bring back, so he gets very injured. He's very depressed. And uh, what do you think about them uh, bringing back Doc Hudson slash Paul Newman, uh, his clips as his mentor? Uh, What did you think about that?
1: Well, On a personal level, I thought it was really moving because Mm -hmm. Paul Newman is my favorite movie star of all time. And just hearing his voice again, I mentioned this on Twitter. So if you follow me, you've already seen what I said about this. But it almost moved me to tears. Literally, I had a lump in my throat just hearing him talk again. You know, just having him back. I, mean, me I, th- I thought it conference. was
0: amazing that they were able to get, like, I know that they did these interviews and everything, but still, like, that they were able to get that perfect of words that fit perfectly into sort of the story, and I thought that was kind of incredible.
1: Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, like, I guess on the story level, like, I think it's neat, I think it goes back to what we were just talking about, just like the theme of aging and how and continuing to stay relevant by looking into the past mm-hmm. and taking those lessons and applying them to the future.
0: Yeah. And but I related to it as well, because I've always been a big mentor person. I've always been somebody that has people that I, you know, that kind of help me. I'm a very independent person, but uh, like I, I would find like in college, I would find my favorite professor and I would take every class that they had and, and develop yeah. this kind of uh this, mentor sort of, uh, relationship, I guess. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of my other leaders, church leaders and teachers, I was always somebody that surrounded myself with mentors. And so something I, I relate to and sort of that idea of lightning, uh, finding sort of that encouragement through doc, uh, was, was, was something I, I, I related to it was good. Yeah. So I agree. If, and that kind
1: of oh sorry. No, and it
0: was just amazing. I couldn't believe that they were able to get such perfect clips.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that's also really neat about it, kind of a side note thing. Well, actually two things. One is a story related thing, one just kind of a cool detail. But the story related thing is I kind of like how they make Doc's story parallel with with Lightning's or throughout the course of this movie, like Lightning keeps looking back at what happened to Doc. It's like, wow, this is just like what's happening to me right now how did he deal with this or how, what can I learn from what happened to him?
2: Mm -hmm. And I
1: thought that was really well done. And then also just kind of a cool detail is that really back in the 60s, there were three actors who were really big into actual stock car racing. That's what they did in their spare time. And this movie kind of pays tribute to two of them over the course of the movie. One is Steve McQueen who Steve McQueen was a big, car racer and obviously lightning takes his last name from steve McQueen. i'm sure right <laughs> and then paul newman was another of them and so the fact that they were able to bring him back to this for this movie that's all about racing and about heritage like old older racers and stuff it's just very appropriate And mm-hmm. using this movie as well
0: i well and there was one other sort of Callback, I guess you might say, that meant something to me personally. It won't mean something to everybody, but when he so he recovers and uh, lightning goes to the Rusty's Corporation or whatever training training grounds, and there you have Rusty and Dusty, who yeah. we've seen in the first movie, voiced by Tom and Ray Magliosi, and and I love these guys. These guys were the uh, the car talk on NPR and. Uh-huh. I'm not a car person, but their show was so funny and so just joyful. (laughs) And I, I, I went through a pretty period of depression and I'm not kidding. Like sometimes I would just listen to the car talk guys and they would just be the thing to like cheer me up. And so I have a very strong attachment (laughs) to these, to them. And so it made my heart really happy to see, cause, cause Tom has passed away. And so they obviously used his voice recordings as well as Paul Newman's. And so that was really a treat for me because, because they only had like two lines in the original film in the first movie, two, three lines, just one scene. Uh Um, Whereas this, they had quite a bit. Yeah. And I think they got Ray to do most of the dialogue. You just hear Tom every once in a while, which makes sense because Tom is the one that's passed, but uh, I don't know. That was really cool. I thought. And, and they tell lightning that they sold the company to this guy named Sterling. Yeah, were you at all, all familiar with the Car Talk guys?
1: I had heard parts of their podcast, and I liked okay. what I heard. Yeah, and I'll, and I'd heard of Car Talk because I was in an other NPR podcasts, and they're very big on cross-promoting each other mm-hmm. on those shows. At least on the ones I was listening to, they're yeah. very promoting others. So I I knew of Car Talk, so. I think but they I still know.
0: play reruns. I think because that popular.
1: Yeah, that I need to. I was thinking I need to listen to it. <laughs> I was watching them on.
0: Yeah, they they're great. If you just need a pick me up, you just want something happy and joyful, uh, yeah. completely uncynical. So and and they even had the line "Don't drive my my don't drive like my brother," which is their <laughs> famous iconic line. So that was all really fun for me, and we get to have Nathan Fillion as the voice of Sterling. And I, I kind of thought he was a confusing character because, um, because I felt like he, he's, he's not really a, a full out villain. And, and, and Jackson, I think Storm is supposed to be sort of the, the villain character, but you have the Sterling character who's kind of a villain. I couldn't understand why he was so why he was doing what he was doing to Cruz. Was it just because Cruz was a female or was it just because she was, because he he makes one comment about how, look at how you look. So something about how you look. And so I was like, is it because she's like Ramirez is like a, I don't know. I just thought he was, I couldn't figure out what his problem was. Like, why is he doing this? (laughs) He's letting her train all of his cars, but he has this antagonism towards her. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it's weird. But it's funny, the moment he came on the screen, like, I wasn't sure about him, but I thought, I do not trust that guy. <laughs> the moment <laughs> he came on the screen, there was something about him, it was like, I don't trust him. Bad guy. Bad guy. a
0: very him. suspect car. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I don't That's even know funny. why. But
0: That is really funny. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> it's a... Uh, it. it it's uh, some maybe something about that Nathan and vibes or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh, anyway, so he was just sort of a, a. I'd say his character was a little inconsistent. It was kind of like he was whatever what he was whatever the story needed him to be at a particular moment. Like he'd be like encouraging. He would be uh, a boss. He would be hard nosed. He would be kind of racist. He would be sexist. Like it was just kind of whatever the story needed him to be. That's what Sterling was. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> um, so this is where, once we start getting into this training sequences with Cruise training lightning, this is the part that I thought was a little boring.
1: Yeah. I thought it was, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say it was boring. I just think it went a little too long. Yeah. For me.
0: yeah.
1: And it was like, I thought the simulator thing looked really cool, and I love Lightning's reaction to it. Ooh, I want to do that <laughs> the whole time. It's like, but then, like, I thought it was interesting, but then it it kind of overplayed itself.
0: Yeah, and all the stuff on the beach, and and I don't know. It just I started to get a little bored in those six in those sequences. I I don't know. What did you think of Cruz Ramirez as a character? I liked her a lot. Like I liked.
1: Like, at first, when she first came on screen, there was something about her that was kind of annoying to me at mm-hmm. the very, like during, like, a first scene or two. But then, I don't know, she kind of grew on me over the course of the movie, I guess I would say. Yeah. And I then, really
0: loved her vocal performance. It's by Cristela Alonso. I thought that helped a lot in making her really warm and really uh approachable and just a really, I think if they'd gotten sort of an annoying Voice that would have made a huge difference in the character, but because I liked, I, I, I it helped a lot for me to bond with her.
1: oh Yeah, definitely. And I think part of that that helped me bond with her is that she actually delivered the first joke that actually made me laugh out loud in the movie. Mm. Their little dance exercise thing. This is the lyrics to that all grabbing your. Lunch uh. and like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a very particularly funny movie. I, I think that the the they maybe re- rebounded off of Cars 2, which they made very funny. And here, a, it wasn't – I I didn't feel like they tried as hard for laughs, and some of them didn't really land, uh, but it yeah. wasn't a particularly funny movie. But then sports movies typically aren't, so maybe it, it makes sense. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and then a the few times when they were really trying to be really funny, it felt like they overstayed their welcome. A little yeah. Like, they like the beach sequences. There was so many jokes there, and there was like about four too many <laughs> jokes there, four oh, yeah. or about too many different times where they went back to that same thing i guess
0: agreed, so okay, uh we have let's see and and Cruz loves lightning, she adores him, she looks up to him, we find out that she uh, had one chance to race it didn't work out and she never got another chance ever again and uh, she hasn't been allowed she's just a trainer she's not a racer and he thinks that she wants it that way but it turns out she doesn't but she's just kind of given up and we end up getting to the crazy eight demolition derby where they have miss fritter Uh, what did you think of the demolition derby
1: I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun sequence to watch. Mm
2: -hmm. Like,
1: that was one where I wasn't really sure at first, like, how is this fitting into the, (laughs) into the movie? What is this movie trying to do? (laughs) But, like, it was fun to watch, I think, and the characters were, I don't know, entertaining enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's enjoyable. I think, uh, it's fun to see the cars get all sort of dirty and, and, and have that environment. I did like Miss, Mrs, uh, Miss Fritter. That she was yeah. the school bus character was fun, yeah, she was and hard. yeah, and I, I guess the whole thing is you're supposed to buy that Chris that uh, Cruz wins the demolition derby and gets this trophy, and like Lightning's jealous of the fact that she won, which seemed a little bit of a stretch to me. It's just like demolition yeah. derby, like calm down, Lightning. But yeah, uh, exactly. anyway, <laughs> he even destroys her, her, her. Uh, uh trophy at a certain point so um, yeah it's like calm
1: down uh, but then, the <laughs> other thing that kind of struck me is weird there is like why is it a big deal that he showed up at the demolition derby why do everybody why does everybody act like that's a catastrophe
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh my gosh that's so embarrassing <laughs> he's at the demolition derby i don't know I guess there's something maybe redneck about that or i i guess yeah. i don't
1: know I guess if, <laughs> i guess if you're a car and you're in a demolition derby i guess that's if, like, if in a world of cards and a demo derby, I guess that's kind of, I guess I would put it in a different context.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it like sort of the, the card version of like, uh, backyard, uh, cockfighting or something like that? Maybe? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, okay. Uh, and so, uh, the, let's see, so, they decide to seek out Smokey, and that's where you get Chris Cooper as the voice of Smokey. And I really liked some of these side characters that you got. Particularly, I liked uh, Margot Martindale uh, as this other female racer that had that had won some on the. Uh, her name was Louise Barnstormer Nash. That she was kind of fun in that sort of group at the uh, car bar. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're good, and and so basically, like Smokey's job is to kind of remind; he's he's there to kind of teach Lightning a new way to race, and to you know be, use drafting and uh, different ways of sort of outmaneuvering your opponent versus just pure speed, because he's never going to get the speed that Jackson has.
2: Yeah. So
0: that that was good. That was interesting. And also to kind of talk to him, his purpose I think is to talk to him about how much lightning really did mean to Doc.
1: Yeah. And I think it's interesting. This is the other part of the movie where I was really thinking about sports movie parallels as I was watching it. Yeah. Like I was looking at Smokey's character and I was like, he is like a mix of all three of Rocky's trainers over the course of the Franchise. Like, he, he's like doing the same thing Apollo was in Rocky 3, teaching him a new way to fight. But he's doing it, but he has like the old man personality of Burgess Meredith's character in the first yeah. series. And then he's teaching him how to fight, not using like, I don't know, trying to use him, trying to teach him different strengths, different ways of fighting, which his last trainer does in the bit in Rocky Balboa. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, they're doing all three of these things. <laughs> And then, but that's kind of like a classic sports movie character because he shows up in Rudy as well. I feel like the Charles S. Dutton character in Rudy, the black groundskeeper, kind of fulfills the same role as yeah. Smokey does. You're you five know.
0: foot nothing, 120 nothing. <laughs> yeah. Now I got one speck of athletic ability. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I love Rudy. Uh, I okay, good.
1: The D-Bob <laughs> character. I kinda of look at her that way. Yeah. <laughs> Don Favreau. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, so then they get up to the race day and uh, we've seen little bits of the Radiator Springs crew. Did you, did you wish that you could have seen more of the Radiator Springs crew or was your, were you okay with that?
1: Um, I kinda of wish I could have seen a little bit more. It was just, mm-hmm. I think that was, that's another direct result of the Cars 2 thing. Like, oh, people tend to criticize us because we put too much meter in it. So let's scale back all the Radiator Springs stuff. Yeah. Which, which I wish I could have seen more. In fact, the biggest laugh I got from the movie actually was actually from one of the Radiator Springs characters, the old Model T character, <laughs> when he's first leaving to go to the Demolition Derby. Have a good time at college or whatever she said. <laughs> that was the biggest laugh I got from the movie yeah that was good
0: that was good <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I and I liked uh, Luigi and uh, Guido I think his name is they were yeah. fun they had some fun scenes and yeah and, and I don't hate Mater as much as other people do but uh, so I thought he was okay I, I thought he was fine it, you know it used the right way in this yeah. film uh, yeah. not and too I much of
1: you like <laughs> I can too yeah. I thought he had a really moving moment in this movie too like a really good moment when he's, when Lightning calls his friend his best friend up on the phone because he just needs someone to talk to Yeah, you know, and he and Mater have that really nice discussion about just what's going on and I thought that was a really good way of using Mater you know
2: because
1: mm-hmm. he gives Lightning good advice and he does it kind of in his kind of in his own Mater-like way he gives them good advice, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was it. Was a nice, nice little moment. I think the kids will be able to really uh, relate to that. Will like that, and yeah. and let's be honest. I mean, I, people get all bent out of shape of animation is for kids or not for kids or whatever. But like the Cars movies are generally made for kids, and uh, it's definitely the most kid friendly franchise of any of the Pixar franchises. And uh, and so I think that they did a lot of things in here that the kids will really like. Uh, maybe not the pacing. Uh, it might be a little hard for little, little kids, but I think they'll really like a lot of these themes and a lot of these characters and things like that. And uh, so anyway, we get to the big race and uh, it's, you know, pretty, pretty amazing. I thought that the actual race itself, it was very, uh, Amazing the animation, and it's very captivating. And uh, it's it's going back and forth, back and forth, and you get to a point where where Lightning decides that he is going to let Cruz finish the race for him. That that's how he's going to really make uh, make the difference, and that he is is not going to because he sees how Sterling is treating Cruz. Sterling is, cre- is treating her very badly, making her want – he wants her to leave. Anyway, and so she ends up uh, going – finishing the race. The two of them are declared the victors, and so you get this kind of nice moment. What do you think of all of that?
1: I thought it was neat. I Like, I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> I was yeah. like – and when that happened, I'm like, oh, that's how all these different plot elements kind of click together <laughs> you know, at the very end. It was like, oh, finally, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was like, "So I thought that was neat. And I just, well, I like the theme of kind of passing the torch along, you know, mm-hmm. in a way kind of like Doc did for lightning himself, yeah. you know. And that's another way that the stories parallel throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, and I think that little girls will have. Some people were like way overthinking it, driving me crazy. Uh, At <laughs> first, they were like, "Well, what is? Are they trying to inject feminism into the movie?" I'm like, "Oh, but, uh, but I think little girls will really like that, and will have a will, will enjoy Cruz as a character, and will be uh, and will be motivated by that ending. I think they'll like it."
1: Yeah, definitely. So, and- let's see here. And that's the moment when they really make Jackson Storm the full on villain. Like there's no more pretend there's he's not putting on a false face anymore. And right. I think Army Hammer was a perfect choice to voice that character too, even though you don't get to hear much of him. Because he kinda has that jock, high school jock kind of voice, you know, kind of haughty voice, even though he doesn't seem to be that way at all, like in real life. But he has that look about him, even though it doesn't really matter in an animated movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But his yeah, voice <laughs> I also really liked you had the moment with the Carrie Washington car. What was her name? Um, Natalie's Natalie Certain when uh-huh. she sees the when she sees Cruz and she says something like, "Oh, and, you know," you get this sort of impression yeah. of like this means something. And, and I, and I, after having experienced wonder woman and, and the experience of, of sort of seeing a strong female character, I've really related to that expression of like, I didn't know I needed this until I got it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> there's something powerful about that. And I guess I really liked that little moment that we got with her.
1: Yeah. And I kind of got the impression from that. Maybe this is just me reading too much into that moment. But I kind of got the impression like this is something that she really wanted to do, too. And that's why she became kind of an analyst. So she mm-hmm. could stay in that world. And then kind of seeing it kind of helped her realize, hey, wait a minute. I don't – I can do this, too, you know. It was mm-hmm. empowering to her. That's kind of what I got from that.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that there is something powerful about, about seeing strong – Characters of our own that we can relate to, whether it's our, you know, sex or ethnicity or, or whatever it might be, uh, that it means something. And it's hard for people that aren't in that minority group to understand how meaningful that is. And, And like I said, I didn't even know, not that being female is that much a minority, but I didn't even know that it would be that powerful for me until I actually saw it. And then I was like, Wow, this meant a lot to me. <laughs> yeah,
2: definitely. So
0: I, I, I thought that was really cool. And uh, let's see here. So then we do get sort of the ending is uh, that Cruz decides to work for Dynaco and uh, instead of going with Sterling because uh, he's such a jerk. And uh, yeah, it's kind of, then you get kind of our ending. And there is a end credit scene. Did you stay around for the ending?
1: I did not. I should have. <laughs> I was thinking I should stay, but.
0: <laughs> it's just a little joke, a little Mater joke, the very, very, very uh, end. So it's not that too important. But uh, but anyway, so, yeah, that's kind of the, the, the film. I, how do you deal with sort of the inconsistencies and weirdness of the car's world? Does it bother you at all, or are you able to just.
1: It it kind of bothers me in a way, but not when I'm watching the movie, if that makes sense. It's kind uh-huh. of like, like Alfred Hitchcock used to talk about what he called refrigerator moments or icebox moments, which are like little inconsistencies or little plot problems that you don't think about until you're home and you're opening the fridge for your midnight snack later <laughs> that evening and you're like, well, wait a minute, <laughs> how does yeah. that work?
2: That's and a good that's way to of describe
1: like- it. <laughs> That's kind of the way I look at a lot of the cars inconsistencies. It's kind of like, they don't matter to me when I'm watching the movie, but afterwards when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute. How does that work? It's kind of <laughs> like the demolition derby thing we were talking about. Like, maybe that is a big deal if you're a talking car and you're deliberately putting yourself in this place. You're going to sustain all this damage. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, for instance, here's an example. They, they have a scene where Smokey shows Lightning all of these letters that Doc wrote to him and pictures and clips and stuff that he sent him about lightning. Uh-huh. And how on how could how could Doc Hudson have written a letter? Like that makes no sense.
1: Let alone cut a clipping out of a newspaper. Yeah,
0: and how did they? How could they possibly type anything into a new make a newspaper? Like that doesn't make any sense. And and they couldn't even like make take a photograph. They have no hands. Have, yeah. Like, every like, once in a while, they'll try to do, like, a high five with the wheels, but uh-huh. it doesn't really work <laughs> to write a letter.
1: It was like, well, with that, I could—I don't know, maybe they hold a pencil in their teeth or something when they write, but <laughs> you know, it's like, very easy to read when you're done. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, you start on this, you can just, like, you can go down the rabbit hole so fast, you know, it's just like... How do they make pencils then? Who is manufacturing the, 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 the factories that make pencils? Any of the items in cars, where do they come from? Who makes them? Who makes the cars themselves or the car parts? Who decides that a car is, because we have a Model T that's still alive, but then we have a car that's died. Obviously we know why because of Paul Newman, but I don't know. It's just there's so many things. It's like, and Cruz says that she grew up admiring uh, admiring uh, Lightning. So was she, like, little? Because we see baby cars.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. That is what I thought of when we were watching the movie. Like, how did you grow up? You were <laughs> manufactured. Because
0: in, in the Robots movie, I actually think Robots is pretty underrated. I, I, I really, really like it. And what they do for that movie is they, they literally get, like, an upgraded kit. It's like time for your five year kit. <laughs> time for your yeah. seven year kit. And uh that's how they kind of work around it there. But here, they don't even really try to answer any of those questions. And so you just have to uh you just have to suspend your disbelief.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and not care. Because it's just a a movie about cars. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's funny. There's one. That it wasn't in this movie actually, it was in Cars 2. But since we're talking about the whole franchise basically yeah. here, we can talk about it. Or I guess there's a point in Cars 2 where they imply that the cars were made by humans. At some point, there were humans in this Cars world, and I was like, because because they show like a car in a factory, I guess or something, and it has like regular headlights and like a regular window, and I was like, so yeah it's
0: it's right before okay. they go they they're trying to find the uh they' in in the cars in cars too they they get this picture uh-huh. of uh of this engine and they're trying to find out who, who who where these parts came from and so they end up going to this kind of like flea market uh-huh. I guess and so there's like black market parts or something and uh they end up that's when they show this brief little clip of this car. That has like seats and has like it's a it's a car, but then the the front lights have eye you know, have eyes, so it's like yeah. this middle ground car.
1: And It is like <laughs> that's strange and like like to me. I saw that on Twitter. Somebody twi- tweeted tweeted about that, and I was like, "That's <laughs> actually kind of scary when you think about it." It's like people talk about the Love Bug being like the precursor to the Cars movies. Yeah. I- I feel like Christine is more of a likely <laughs> precursor. It's like what happened to the humans? Did they cars
0: yeah. kill them all or something? It, they did on movie fights. I don't know if you ever listened to movie fights, but they did a uh, they they did explain the cars world, and they had some good explanations. But I would say my explanation is just that Andy from Toy Story has started to uh-huh. play with toys with with toy cars, and he uh. has dreams about them being alive. And I know that's totally a cop out to make a, a dream world, but it makes the most sense.
1: Yeah. And it's not terrifying to think about. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you
0: know. laughs> so he has this dream that, uh, that the cars are alive. And uh, so, and that, and that's part of his play. Cause we know he's a very imaginative kid. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, so that's my, that's my explanation. <laughs> but I, I just think, yeah, you kind of have to just, Suspend your disbelief and just just try to have have fun with it. Uh, so I think with this movie, my feeling is if you hate the Cars movies, then you're, this movie is not going to win you over, in my opinion. If you are sort of ambivalent about them or you liked the first one, hated the second one, I think you might like this. If you're an animation junkie, uh, or a pic- huge Pixar fan, you don't mind the, you know, then I think you definitely will like it. Uh, but I, I don't think this, I was sort of hoping that this would be so great that it would win everyone over. You know, that this would be like, that this would get like 80% around tomatoes, 90%, it would be this sort of big redemption, but it's more sort of like a middle level redemption, I would say. <laughs> it's like yeah. a solid base hit, uh, kind of redemption.
1: Yeah. I used to get kind of irritated when people would, would rip on the first Cars movie, like, but everybody liked it before Cars 2 came out. <laughs> yeah. Like. That's and then, true. and then I, but I kind of have come to realize that I think part of my big reason for liking Cars so much is that it's just a personal thing for me mm-hmm. because my dad is very much someone who likes to go exploring, like in, that's around the country, like, like back roads and stuff like that in these small towns. And he's very much a car person. He made his living in the automotive industry. Mm. So it's like I think that the reason I love cars so much is because it reminds me of my life in a way. Not that I grew up in a world of living cars. That sounds weird to say about a movie with a <laughs> not. But- no, I mean
0: I, I totally get it. There's a real sense of nostalgia for. The first Cars movie, uh, and so I, I think it, it, a lot of people felt that way. If you read Roger Ebert's, Roger Ebert, uh, uh, oddly enough, gave positive reviews to both Cars and Cars Two. He he gave I think three and a half out of four to Cars Two. It was a, oh, wow. a strong recommendation. He liked it, and <laughs> which is what I like about Roger. He just told it like he saw it, and uh, you know we forget that. Cars was nominated for an Academy Award. Like, it, it, it's uh, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good film. I, but, uh, I do think that you're right that Cars 2 kind of gave a, gave maybe a bit of a stink on to the first Cars for some people. Yeah. I think that's true. Um, yeah. So, I guess, were there anything else that sort of stuck out to you about the animation or the music or? Anything like Um, that you want to talk about?
1: Let me see what I wrote on my notes. (laughs) I think we covered most of the things on my notes. Um, So
0: one cool thing about the music is that this one had two uh, albums, I guess. Uh, One, uh, two soundtracks, and one has all of the score from Randy Newman, which I thought was really good, and it felt a little bit different from him. And like I said, the Cars movies are, are well known for their good soundtracks. So I guess one of the better things about it. But this one, it had uh, some really cool uh, re-reduces of songs like "Lori Days" uh, by Andre Day. I like that. "Drive My Car" Jorge Blanco. Uh, it's a really good. I have down. I've downloaded because it it's a really good album. There's two Brad Paisley uh, songs, and he's been in every Cars movie, and uh, so it's a good. Soundtrack.
1: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen. So mm-hmm. I love the fact that they covered him in this movie. And you actually got to hear the song really well, <laughs> too. Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of interesting that hardly anybody's ever done a country Western version of Bruce, but I think he translates well. And it's translated well mm-hmm. here, I think.
0: Yeah, me but, too. I, I really liked it. It was cool. Uh, and then they have Ride to ZZ Ward. Uh, that was cool. I mean, it was just... It's a... Uh, it's a good, good soundtrack.
1: Yeah. And it was nice to hear a Randy Newman score in a Pixar movie again because mm-hmm. Michael Giacchino kind of seems like he's become the Pixar guy now, except That's for true. the good dinosaur. But it just kind of felt to me like like classic Pixar in a way. Like you can hear Randy Newman's style in it, and I was like, "This feels like old Pixar." I I like it. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. I I liked it too. I thought it was it was really good. And and uh, so yeah, and like I said, the animation was just top top notch, amazing. From there were parts that looked so real. And, yeah.
1: Ooh, that is one thing I wanted to talk about. It was on my notes is that's that great smoky mountains setting when they first come Uh into the mountains, you know, and you see all, they're all kind of like that blue twilight look and you see all the fog and everything. I thought that looked really, really cool. And then a, and for a, in a weird way, it kind of felt homey to me, even though I've never lived in that part of the country. It was like, this feels warm and homey to me Mm -hmm. because it's backcountry kind of mountainous kind of area. Yeah. I,
0: know. I agree. I agree. It did for me as well. So, uh, yeah, it was really nice, uh, and a nice moment. It just felt so like uh, when they're when they're going around the Smoky racetrack Track, whatever it's called. Like I don't know, just the the wood and the 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 signs and the just everything looked so good. So they just did an amazing job, and I think they should be really proud of themselves. I really do. I think they. I uh, had every reason to uh to shoot they had everybody doubting them I guess with this movie and a lot of people saying that it was going to suck and it was going to be horrible and whatever and I I think that they did a great job and uh, that that uh, it, like I said it may not be the greatest Pixar movie ever but I think it's a really entertaining little movie and I think they should be proud of themselves they they did a a really a really good job
1: oh yeah definitely Lots so. of – oh, just one more thing about the racetracks and stuff I was thinking of. I like how you can tell they put a lot of local color and stuff in a way mm-hmm. into, like, both both the demolition derby track and all of the Smoky Mountains stuff. It felt like they had been – you could tell they had been to these places themselves, you know, and really yeah. studied just the culture of these areas and stuff. And
0: I think you could really
1: – Yeah, definitely.
0: It was just a labor of love. You could tell. And I appreciated that about it because I, even though I I defend cars too, it didn't have that same sort of feeling of, of a labor of love, even though I know that John Laster loved it, (laughs) but I don't know, just hard in a spy movie to have that same sort of feeling. So, all right. Well, I think that we pretty much covered everything uh, in the film and out of like one to 10, what would you give this uh, this Cars uh, Cars Three?
1: Um, probably a seven or a seven point five around there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's not my favorite Pixar movie. That is still Cars uh, Cars Three. That's, the, that's what we were talking about. Toy Story <laughs> Three. Toy Story and Three is think, your
0: favorite.
1: Yeah, and I don't think anything will top that for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't foresee anything topping that. But this is yeah, good. It's just a so solid good. middle of the road good movie.
0: Yeah, I think 7.5 is right on. That's what I would say as well. And I uh, my favorite is Up. Up is my favorite movie and it's my favorite Pixar movie. And then I I always say I have like a 10 car pile up for number 2 because I just love <laughs> <laughs> so many of those movies that it's really hard. But uh but yeah, Toy Story is great. So, uh I think that I think that's good. So, where can people find you?
1: You can find me at Vintage Vestibule dot wordpress.com and that's where i've been doing most of my writing lately i started a new series where i watch a new movie a movie that i haven't seen for the first time that i haven't let me see if i can word this correctly <laughs> <laughs> they're not new movies that's kind of the point of the right. <laughs> of the series they're classic movies that i haven't seen before i watch them for the first time and then i review them there we go. That's, That's what it is.
0: <laughs> and I really enjoyed that. I, I do the same thing once a month on my blog, where I do a, a blind spot. I call it a blind spot uh-huh. pick. I just posted last night, actually, my review of *Pass of Glory*, uh, which was my blind spot for this month. So it is really fun to go back and watch those classics you haven't seen.
1: Yeah, like I, I have two reviews coming up. Actually, one Ooh. is almost finished. It's *The Absent Minded Professor*. Oh, fun. 19- and then the other one is way different than The Absent-Minded Professor. It's actually a horror comedy. It's a little bit more horror called An American Werewolf in London from 1981.
0: I've heard that's really good. I've never seen it. So
1: It is really good. There are parts, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. gory in parts, but <laughs> overall it's good. It's,
0: cool, cool. So. Uh, well, we'll have all that information in the description section, so check that out. Check out. Uh, AJ's blog and uh, you know, you'll have my information. You can find me at all social medias at smiling LDS girl. And uh, my blog is 54 Disney reviews. And uh, yeah, we have uh, a exciting week coming up as far as the podcast. Uh, we have a, a doctor who podcast probably on Wednesday, the latest episode. Uh, with me and Jonathan North, and then next uh, Saturday we are starting our first uh, episode of the Superhero Showdown. I've been doing it on my Twitter, uh, but we're going to be doing our own sort of mini version here, so it should be really fun. So look forward to that. I'm
1: sorry, go ahead. I keep feeling like I interrupt you. I'm sorry. uh, Yeah, and you pitted my two favorite superhero movies against each other, (laughs) so only one could win.
0: (laughs) It's a brutal, brutal game. Well, <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate it, and uh, and uh, thanks for uh, watching and talking with me about Cars Three.
1: No uh, thanks. Uh, no thanks. Thank you for inviting. Me. <laughs> no problem.